0: Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six pack help me as a soccer player?
1: Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. Eve You know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger.
0: Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, and we have my man, man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Uh
1: you're doing better than me. I see you eating. You got your, your Ritz crackers and your 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 yogurt.
0: Yeah. Doing better. <laughs> I, I was eating a snack, you know. i I got a little sweet tooth, so I'm doing this thing called uh, Diet Replacement, where instead of lemon squares, I eat lemon (laughs) yogurt and graham crackers. And I think the calories, they work out better, but no, I got some protein with my Greek (laughs) yogurt. Just
1: just Just, eat a real meal, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I I ate my
0: real meal, man. I ate my real meal already today.
1: Oh, man. Listen, we got a great podcast for you guys today. Um, We're going to talk about... (laughs) The dreaded one. How do you reduce your your risk for injury? You know, I know injury injuries is just injuries is just bad. Period. You know, it takes you away from the game you love. You know, you you have to, you just stay home, w- listening to your friend, watching your friends go and play, and while you can't do you can't do the same thing as them. You know, it, it's also physically and 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 mentally draining. Because, you know, talk to some players. It, it takes a lot to recover from from an injury, man. It takes a lot of money, it takes out, it takes a lot of time. So the best bet, you know, if you can reduce your chance of getting those nasty injuries, pfft, I think it's the best way to go.
0: Yeah, and I I just want to comment on the fact that this is injury risk reduction. And I actually, I learned this from um, one of our previous guests, Nicole Sardica, because I, I used to always say injury prevention, right? Because mm-hmm. you do things to prevent injury. But yeah, that's, you, that's impossible. You, you can't prevent anything, right? It's yeah, just, just yeah. like like um, you get a vaccine to prevent the flu, right? You're not really preventing it. You're reducing your risk of getting it. Um, so we obviously can't reduce everything, and you know we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. There are things you just can't prevent. Period. Um, but why don't we start with bird contact versus non-contact? What's the deal with that?
1: Well, you know that's like yeah, you said, I mean, There's this... It's two different kind of injuries. I, th- I think I classify them in two different, two different kinds. First, you have your contact one, like you said, you know, you know, your typical broken leg. If you have a concussion, those ones are contact, of course. You know, they, somebody has to hit you for this to happen. And then you can go, you, get, you have your non-contact injury. That's, that's your typical, you know, your tendonitis, you know, your muscle strain. Um, someone could have an ACL or MCL tear. Without with without having with no one trying to push them or anything like that, just just from a turn they twist their knee, and then boom, you hear the pop, gone. It's, it's also your typical ankle sprain, you know. Those all related to non-contact. So you have those two kind. Oh, speaking of which, I believe you know your guy Eric Byer, suffered from a non-contact injury today. You know, he came back, took too many days off. I would say hasn't played for a while. Came back today. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday, Chelsea played. Manchester United played Chelsea. And Eric by toys MCL. That's an example of a non-contact injury, too. Yep, yep. And you, you can have the same injury.
0: Um, let's take ACL, for instance, right? You can have a non-contact ACL, right? Mm. Um, you know you're running around. You you kind of misplant and you twist your knee and you suffer the injury that way. Or you can have contacts, right? And consider, like, if you're an attacker, right, and a defender like a – Sergio Ramos or Pepe comes at you and like, boom, hits you. Oh, yeah. That's it. And, you know, th- there are certain things you can do to prevent yourself from getting these injuries. But there's also things that no matter what, like sometimes you just get hit and and you're unlucky. But there are ways to increase our luck through uh, strength yeah. training, things like that. And there are things that um, decrease your luck. And there's a few things, and why don't we start with the with the warm up, right? Because a warm up is something that can easily decrease um, your injury risk, and if you do it well, it can do that. And if you don't do it, it might increase your injury yeah. risk. So,
1: um, speaking of which, that there's the prime example of a professional. Like, there's a prime example of a professional not doing the warm up well, and then end up injuring his is ter- not tearing his. And ended up injuring his hamstring like during the game. I I don't know if you remember that game when um, Usmani Dembele (laughs) was coming up and he did everything right except for his hamstring. He did not warm up his hamstring properly. And then later, they didn't know later on during the game he had a hamstring injury. I remember that clip. (laughs) That was actually one of the first
0: injuries I ever covered. I was, cause they, they had the film of it and the film of him doing his warm up and yes, he was doing it, but he was doing it so lazily. Yeah. Like, damn. Like he, he was just doing it just to say that. Like when your mom tells you to clean your room and you're like, all right, what's the bare minimum I have to do so I don't get hit around <laughs> you. But, um, yeah, so he was doing it very lazily. He, and from a strength and conditioning perspective, he wasn't present, right? His yeah. body was there, but his mindset was not there. Um, so yes, do your warm up and be present during your warm and make sure that like, you know, you're you're actually putting forth the effort, the same effort you put in 45, 60, 90 minutes into a game, put the same effort into your warm
1: up. Yeah, the warm up is is very important, guys. It, it it excites your nervous system to get you ready for the movement that you're about to do in those ninety minutes. So that's why it's important to prime your system first before you go out on the field like that. I keep telling everyone in my pickup group that too. Just don't don't come. You don't don't just get out of your car and then just wait till the game starting and start running. You you gonna get injured. It, it's it, I don't care what it, it, and it's I don't care what age you are. Whether you eight, whether you 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 twenty, you in your thirties. Just it, just just put that into your routine. Yes, when you're young, if you don't warm up, hey, you might get away with it. But what that does is it just build bad habits. And once you get into your late thirties. And then you stop because you never had a habit of warming up and you go in a field, you think it's the same. And then next thing you know, you, you, you might pull something. So yep, It's important yep. that you take your warm up seriously. Agreed.
0: Um, we also have um, things that might attribute to um, increased injury risk is uh, insufficient range of motion, right? Um, yes. And what we mean by this is your joints move, right? So your, your knee moves back and forth. But some joints move more than others um like for instance in the ankle we have this thing called plantar flexion dorsiflexion that's just um how much motion your ankle can move up and down and believe it or not the amount that your ankle can move um is strongly correlated with your
1: injury risk for at the knee the ankle and the hip um so yeah especially at the ankle. Like if you, you know, when you, you guys like try to do this while you listen to the podcast and bring your foot up, just, just, just that foot up. And some people have more range of motion bringing that foot up than others. And research have found out that if you have, you know, if you have decreased range of motion in pointing your foot up, you're more likely to have ankle injury. And, you know, I found that, you know, I found out the hard way. You know, I was, I, I was injuring my ankle a lot. You know, I know this is anecdotal evidence, um, but still you just coming from personal experience. I know this, that back in the day, like I didn't have great ankle mobility. And once I started working on it, I, I started seeing less and less ankle injury. I you know I mean? It's been like three years since I had an ankle injury. So mm-hmm. knock on wood, but that's not the only thing that I'm doing though. Cause there's a huge component that you have to put into your training to reduce your risk of injury and that is strength training man yeah
0: yeah wait wait let's go back let's let, let's rewind just one second cuz i want to add one thing in for range of motion and that is um everybody's range is different right that is true. so if you if you look at a gymnast they need much more range of motion than a soccer player and if you take that same gymnast and put him or her in a soccer environment it may actually be too much range of motion. Um, so there is an optimal range. And you know, this is why you need to seek out a qualified strength coach or PT or AT or whatever to make sure you're in the proper range. But yeah, strength training.
1: Let's oh, wait, even before that, let me add to that too. The other thing that uh, a lack of mobility and range of motion does is just it, it, it messes up with your technique, right? So say, for example, your joints are tight and your muscles are tight then your running technique it's not going to be great. And as a result, that might actually lead you to get more injured. So that's why it's important that, you know, when when people start advocating to for guys to stretch, to work on their ankle, their hip mobility, there's a reason for that, guys. Not just, I know it's not, it's not sexy, but this is <laughs> a dirty work that we have to do in order for us to stay healthy so that we can play more game. And we already know that the more game we play throughout the season, the better we get. Yeah, yeah. strength training. Ooh, I I feel like I feel like people are getting annoyed now because we talk about strength training so much.
0: (laughs) I hope they better start our acting on our advice here. I mean, strength
1: training is so important. The way um one of my um one of my professor the way he highlighted how strength training is important in helping reducing injury was like this. Why he told us he told us in the class said, imagine you know you a cup right. Your cup, your body is the cup, and then everything you do, you add water to the cup. Let's say I go out today and play soccer, you know that's 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 I'm straining my body, so I add to the cup. Say the next day, you know somebody hit me, you know I my leg got swollen, whatever, more minor injury. Add to the cup. I, eventually, you start you start um, adding so much stress to your body. And that stress, let's say that stress is, is water that we pour into the cup. Eventually, it's going to get overfilled. But what strength training does, it just increases the cup, makes the cup bigger. So if your cup is bigger, then you can, you can, you can, you can contain more water. And the water is stressed. If the, your cup is bigger, you can tolerate more stress. And that is what strength training does, basically. It just makes your body sturdier so that you can you can withstand the pound pound um, all the training throughout the season Because that's one of the things that happened when, when guys start getting injured is because they don't have their capacity is just is just so low and it gets to a point where the, the capacity reach what their body is able to withstand and then you start running into you know your, your hamstring strain your, your ankle injury you know your tendonitis whatever You know, that's why it's important that strength training, man, getting your body stronger. It's so important. Yep. Yep. And
0: I I think this is where most players fall off of the, the whole strength training idea is they think that, Oh, if I want to be the best soccer player I can be, I have to spend every waking minute of my life training for soccer. Mm. I think that the best way to do that is to be on the pitch for two, four, six hours a day. And,
1: and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yep, And they, they should really be, um, encouraged by that mindset because that means they're willing to put forth the effort, the effort to do whatever it takes to be a better player. Um, but they just need to be slightly redirected in terms of education, because if they just spend one hour in the gym, that means they can spend even longer on the field and it's just going to translate over to better performance. So, I mean, the players that I think that kind of put so much effort into it, um, they, the mindset is right. And that's the hardest thing to get, right. Yeah. Um, they just need to be redirected.
1: And um, if I, if I to add to that, the other thing, you know, I, I was you know, researching you know, finding out all those um, articles to, you know, that would support, you know, all, all the things that we're saying here. And one of the things that the article mentioned is not only that strength training, they were doing this thing, right, where, you know, they, they had a bunch of soccer players and they had them do all this, you know, exercises to reduce their risk of injury or whatever. And But they found out that strength training by itself could actually go toe-to-toe with everything else that they did. But not only, that, not only that, but they found that if you actually incorporate like balance and coordination into that strength training, add that to that strength training as well, you get the best bang for your buck here. And it, it kind of makes sense, right? Balance and coordination, you know, just think about how many times you're on one leg when you play soccer. Just Every time. Shooting, yeah. running, doing a cross. You can't be on one leg, so that's why you gotta train on one leg as well. Yeah, definitely. The more, the more you do that, the more you 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 get your body used to doing this kind of stuff. You know, when you're out on the field and when 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 it's time to actually perform, because your body's been prepared with those kind of movement, you're less likely to be injured. Mm-hmm.
0: And let, let's let's kind of transition over to overuse injuries, right? And um the soccer club that i volunteer at right now it's it's starting to become pretty pretty bad in terms of just kids being tired and and run down because the season's so long and we're getting right. closer to the end of the year um but these overuse injuries man they're they're, they're there. tough yeah and they're there and the worst part about it like kind of nasty from, they're, they're nasty but like at least from my perspective it's hard because you're not the only one going through it. If you're, if you're suffering from an overuse injury, chances are there are multiple people, people from your team doing the same thing. Um, so it, it's hard to pull yourself away from your team because you're like, Hey, if everyone else is going through it and I am too, and everyone else is pushing through it, then I should probably do the same, you know?
1: And it's hard, it's very hard to get those guys to stop Like I, they, they used to come When I used to um, be in the clinic Treating them And uh, they would come and we'd, Patella tendinitis, Achilles tendinitis And I keep telling him, listen man I know you're training hard I know you're playing You're playing like three games a week And you're training And you have all the sports Please man, like I know you're not going to stop But at least take like You know, just do one sport just do one sport, or if you don't want to do one sport, just just lay off the the the, you know, the pickup games on the weekend, just so I can, you know, just just so you can get those guys to do less, so that you know whatever they have can can have some time to heal, and it, and and we understand, guys, it's it's very hard, it is very hard to stop, very hard to actually take a break. I know, but that's. It, It's one other thing that you have to do when when you have those if you have those nasty injuries, you know the best thing you can do for yourself in the beginning is just reduce your activity.
0: Yeah, and I think this also comes down to planning too, right? So, um, if you're in a position where you can control kind of what teams you play for and this and that, like and this I see this a lot in in high school players is don't put yourself in a position where you're playing for both your high school team and your travel club team at the same time when you know that in the past you've been run down and you've been injured because of it like it's it it comes down to decision making and this is truly where i think that the word prevention might actually apply because like it's directly like cause and effect you know what's coming and you, you can really do something about it you just have to make the right decision
1: I treated a girl who, um, had severe back pain, um, because of an injury, like, uh, she had like a spinal injury, severe back pain. She was playing soccer and I was like, man, like, I can't, I, no matter what I do, like I do the right exercise, you know, the core strengthening, everything's going right. But then she goes right back at soccer again. And, uh, I just couldn't figure out how to, you know, get her to do less soccer. As as bad as it sounds, like I, I was trying, I was trying everything. I was like, okay, I was asking her, what can I do to help you? Because clearly, like whatever we're doing here is not is not enough. She's like, no, 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 I feel, I feel the improvement, I feel it, I feel everything. But and she goes and play. She's like the best striker on the team, so they kind of need her. <laughs> so she goes back with the field. And what happened was, season ended. I was like, oh yes, we could finally. We can finally um get the progress that I was supposed to be seeing, and then she' tell me, "Well I, and I have club I have club soccer later." Ah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh <laughs> all right, Here we but go I, but at least we know we got somewhere with her because she was playing less soccer you know we, there, she didn't she wasn't practicing with the team three times a week, she was just going to the club, yeah.
0: And I think that brings us to our next point is, um, this, is this is hard to reduce, but um, previous injury is the biggest predictor of future injury. And we see this a lot with um, hamstrings and ankle sprains, right? If you have one ankle sprain, you are much more likely to get another one. If you get that one, you're much more likely to get another one. So if you want to pr- try to prevent that, I don't want to call it like a downward spiral, but like, no, it's it, I don't it, think it is. It, It's like you, if you want to prevent yourself from going down that path, then put the work in on the front end and prevent them from ever occurring or try to prevent them from ever occurring. And you won't see any like tangible benefit because you're going to think that not being injured is normal. But maybe if you take a step back and compare yourself to the other teammates that you have, then maybe then you'll see it. But it it just sucks. There's no there's no instant gratification for for doing strength training things like that to prevent injury when when, yeah, you, you're you're really looking at previous injury here.
1: Yeah, another thing I need to mention too which is yes, if uh, the biggest predictor of an injury is a previous injury, but the reason for that most of the time people don't put in like you said the work in to actually get that injury to to actually go through the whole rehabilitation process and get it get everything fixed before you go back on the field some guys go back too early and they get it's no surprise that you get the same kind of injury again so whenever you have any type of injury you got to literally be patient guys it's a mental game be patient listen to your pt listen to your doctor do the rehab thing and then once you, they give you the OK, you feel 100%. That's when you go back. Don't go back too early because you're just going to go right back yep. to your injury mode again.
0: And one more thing with that is um, sometimes whenever you you heal from an injury, um, there are certain risk factors that cause you to have that injury in the first place, right? So let's say um, you tore your ACL last year and it was after a long season in the playoffs after a long season and it happened when um, it was raining and you're playing on a really bad pitch, right? That, that, that's three things going against you. It's raining. So the ground is wet, you're tired and it's at the end of the game. So that, those are three things that are going against you. If you find yourself in the same situation the next year where it's raining, it's the end of the season and um, the ground is slippery and wet, then you know, that, that has nothing to do with your rehab. It's the fact that those risk factors were the same and you didn't change them at all. Um, so it's not always um, rehabbing correctly. It's also trying to fix, fix the risk factors that put you in that place to begin with.
1: That's correct. Oh, another thing. Well, a definite, another risk factor for injury. <laughs> it's fatigue, fatigue. Fatigue is huge, man. You guys, your recovery, someone was saying this. I don't know where I saw this on Instagram. They were saying that there's no such thing as overtraining, but there is such thing as under-recovering. And most of the time, people don't pay attention to how they recover. If you're tired, guys, you just play a game. You're tired. Next day, you go back to playing the game and you're still tired. You're more likely to get injured because you're tired. So that's why your recovery is important you know you gotta after a game, just, just just fuel up, you gotta replace your carb, replace your protein, hydrate, and guys please, please sleep sleep is I would say it's the biggest thing when it comes to recovery yeah actually mm-hmm. second biggest thing I don't know which one comes first, but sleeping is one of the top two
0: yeah you need to eat, you need to sleep, everything else is sugar on top, you know, you're not doing those two things. You're not recovering
1: well. Yeah. You can do, (laughs) you can do, you can do all the training you want. And the other thing about recovery too, it it, it affect your, it affect you. It affect your games. You know, you're not as sharp as, as, as you need to be, you know, your, your sprint time is not where it needs to be, you know, your technique. It's not where it needs to be. All because you're tired, man. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom used to say, "There's nothing that a good night's sleep can't fix." <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: unfortunately, my mom never said that to me. But yo, did your mom always make you go to school sick
1: if you were sick? Um, unfortunately for me, I, the I was I rarely got sick when I was a kid. Oh man, but oh, when man. I get sick, when I got sick though, I got sick for like. Ooh, ooh, for, like, the whole year. Like, <laughs> like, when I get sick, I can't even get out of bed, man.
0: Man, I had mono for a whole year. I, I, my mom didn't even let me go to the
1: doctor to check it out. She's like,
0: why are you being so lazy, bro? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's that brings up another good point. She if if you you're sick serious. and you're not feeling 100%, then, you know, at least tell that to your coach. I'm not going to say, like, don't play or don't practice or whatever, but at least explain it to your coach, you know. um, That's just another tip. All right, bro, you got any more uh,
1: tips for our our listeners? No, man, just... Guys, go to the gym, get your body strong. If your body's strong, you can withstand, You can restand more games. You can withstand more training. And that reduces your chance of getting injured. And when you're at the gym, too, you got to work on your balance, work on your coordination, because that also applies. That also comes into the preparation. You know, if your body's used to those kind of movement, you're less likely to get injured on the pitch.
0: Yep, and And I would say... I would say on my end, um, make sure you warm up. Yes, don't Uh, bullshit your warm-up, please. Yep, and make sure your warm-up becomes a habit. And if you convince other people to do it with you, that's even better. And definitely go to the gym and get strong. And please pay attention to how you
1: recover. Drink enough water, eat enough food, enough carb, enough protein, and sleep. Mm -hmm. Get some sleep. Mm -hmm. If you do all these not saying you're never gonna get injured, but you might notice that throughout the year you're less like you're less injured than when you were the previous year. You also gotta keep track of that. If you're not keeping track of that, either that means you're a healthy individual <laughs> and you don't never get injured, or you're just restless and you're not paying attention to your body. Word. All right. We'll see y'all next week. All right.